Well, it wouldn't be a Sunday morning, my friends, if we didn't look back on the week and the antics of the celebrities and the world of entertainment. That's right, it's time for our pop culture slot. And this week, taking us through the stories is the font of pop knowledge and wisdom. Cassie Delaney, founder of Tall Tales Podcast Production. Hello, Cassie. Hi, Louise. How are you? Just delighted to have you in front of me, Cassie. Do you know what I mean? It's so lovely, isn't it? Truly. I will never, ever tire of people being in the same room as me, I don't think. It's beautiful. Yeah, a beautiful thing. I'll tell you who is tired of someone being in the same room as her is Britney Spears. Yes. So this this was really good. That was seamless. Perfect. (laughs) Um, So this has been going on for ages. This has kind of been the the big pop culture story of the year, which is Britney Spears' conservatorship. We've actually talked about it on the show before. We have. I think at this stage, everybody knows what's going on. And this week, there was a really good move when Jamie Spears agreed to step down as her conservator. Right. So obviously, there's been loads of pressure on him to step down. Britney's been petitioning to the court to have him removed. She actually said that she wants to, um, she wants him to be prosecuted for conservatorship abuse mm-hmm. um, so he came forth this week and he said that he would step away willingly and the reason he's doing it is because of the public battle with his daughter um, but he's he reiterated that there are no actual grounds for suspending or removing him but he is doing this off his own back because just it's just out the of the right goodness of do. his heart what a guy I know but interestingly he said that there are a few things that he has to wrap up uh, and get sorted before he can step away which I think is him hiding loads of little bits and stuff that he's been doing yeah. wrongly yeah. over the last 13 years sure you wouldn't know um, but it is good news but she still like she doesn't want to be under conservatorship at, at all, all. Yeah. so so there's still a lot more work to be done but this is a positive step because obviously she really feels very strongly that Absolutely. he's not the right person yeah. her dad and there has been some positives over the last couple of months since she made that kind of public plea and since we got to hear it in her own words how this conservatorship has affected her um, a lot of the people who were heavily involved stepped away she got a new lawyer you know it seems to be the control is coming back into Britney Spears's kind of hands and realm which is brilliant it's it's amazing and we're seeing more support from her mother and um, her sister is speaking out as well so mm. it's great that people are finally getting behind Britney and saying yeah it is wrong that you were in this conservatorship but also working in Vegas for the last 13 it's years it's absolutely wild that it went on for so long yeah isn't it like truly it's, it's a classic case of like when someone is put in power and given authority or um you know sort of control over someone else's life and someone else's decisions how badly that can go yeah also I think it really speaks to how kind of beaten down and broken not broken I don't want to call someone broken but but how vulnerable powerless Brittany obviously felt because she didn't she didn't think that people would believe her that's what she said in her statement she didn't think people would believe her and she didn't expect the response that she got Mm -hmm. like she didn't believe that it was worth speaking out because she didn't think that anyone cared enough or anyone would believe her which is so sad to think that that's how she was seeing herself in the context of all of this it was so so sad because everyone looked at her and said it's Britney Spears if anyone has control and power it's going to be that you know multi-millionaire Britney Spears who's you know someone that we all look up to sure she can advocate for herself but that wasn't the case yeah, so she'd when been she made to feel perilous yeah, yeah exactly oh it's awful anyway these are good good signs um, now let's talk about Love Island we don't talk about Love Island that often in this slot because I feel like if you're into Love Island you're into Love Island you know the story and if you're not you know, you don't care. But this week was interesting because an episode of Love Island sparked a record number of complaints with Ofcom. Mm-hmm. So 
last Friday's episode, so Friday over a week ago, there was com- 25,000 complaints made to Ofcom about a an argument that occurred between two of the contestants. So Faye Winter and uh, Teddy Soares. Teddy is just a gift. He's such a beautiful specimen of a man. And I think all young boys watching Love Island should look up to Teddy because I think he handled this really well. But basically, um, the contestants were shown like a no context clip of Teddy saying, telling another contestant that he was attracted to her, right? Taken totally out of reality. And this kind of happened before previously when the girls were showed a picture of Teddy kind of chatting and and kissing to another girl. And really, um, I think a lot of these complaints are coming in, not necessarily about Faye's behaviour, which was bad. Faye's behaviour was unacceptable. Her language was really unacceptable. But I think a lot of the complaints are around how the producers have manipulated the situation to get a rise out of Faye. Mm. And when you consider that and you take everything else into context, that like, yeah, her behaviour can be bad. Her language can be awful. But she has been manipulated to this like level of sort of like public humiliation, public in front of the people she's in Love Island with, but Mm. then also public to the actual public. And they're trying to embarrass her and they're trying to get a rise out of her. And she reacts in a really, really poor way. Well, that's the other thing I think that I saw people talking about and I saw people, you know, who who posted these specific complaints that they made on on social media. And the point that they were making was that why did no one intervene? Why was Mm -hmm. it allowed to go on for so long? Because what happened was she ended up screaming at Teddy for minutes, like many minutes Mm -hmm. in front of all the other contestants, making herself obviously look terrible. But, you know, if Teddy wasn't the kind of strong character that he seems to be in the show, you know, humiliating him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in if it was Big Brother, I saw a lot of people saying if it was Big Brother, she would have been called to the diary room and it would have been, you know, not that Big Brother is like some bastion of like ethical yeah. broadcasting. But like, you know, the situation would have been diffused, whereas this was just allowed to go on. And I suppose there is a question about when producers should or shouldn't intervene. Yeah, I think there was a responsibility. There's a duty of care on the producers to look after the people. So to look after Teddy and Faye. I mean, any observer can see that Faye is reacting in an abnormal way. Like her usual coping mechanisms are gone. This situation has been manipulated. They're telling her something that fundamentally isn't true. You know, Mm. Teddy has been loyal to her. So they're creating this sort of like false story around what's going on. She's obviously feeling isolated, unsupported. And whatever about the producers not stepping in, why was it a? It shouldn't have been shown. Like, fair enough, they filmed it, but like the producers should have said, okay, that's not suitable because we know what the public backlash is from Love Island. We know that she's her family are going to get death threats now, which they did. Her family had to put out a statement saying this isn't her usual behaviour. And while we're disappointed in how she's reacted, um, you know, you have to remember that she's a person and we're affected by the comments you're leaving on her social media. So mm. I really think that they've there's a massive disparity, I think, in Love Island this year between what is being seen on screen and what people are saying in social media. Yeah. And the producers have really missed the mark and they need to realise that actually all we want in this world now is to see people getting on. Yeah. Like we want <laughs> to see so true. people happy. happy. We wanted love. to see, yeah, Faye and Teddy together. Jake and Liberty to break up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There, and there's, oh, Sorry, that's, that's an exception. There's other <laughs> villains in the show. There's other yeah. people behaving poorly. But what they've done to Faye and Teddy is totally like unjustified and unfair and they should really just listen to people on social media and let them be happy. Well, we'll have to watch and see if there's any real change, I suppose. I suppose we won't really know what we don't see but, uh, Mm. you know, I think think it's certainly worth considering after that and that was like a record number of complaints so people obviously really were not happy. Mm -hmm. Now, 
this is about dashing hopes because there was a happy rumour this week that Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer were actually dating, but it was like almost immediately debunked. Yeah, Yeah, just gone. Yeah, I mean, this didn't excite me in any way, to be honest. Like, I just... We got it kind of, the, the rumours started because of the reunion earlier this year where uh, Ross and Rachel, um, David, sorry, <laughs> David and Jen <laughs> admitted that they had feelings for each other when they were like in the early days of Friends and they fancied each other and, you know, they nearly got together, but they were always in relationships. So then they were seen together in Hollywood and people were like, oh, they're dating. And then David had to come out and be like, oh, that's immediate. Like, that's no. not true. It's not happening. But like, I just... I just don't want them together. I don't care. Like, I have to say, I don't either. Like, there's a nostalgia thing, but like, it's not the same as Jen and Ben, in my opinion. Yeah. Like that, I believe with my full heart, knowing those two people deeply as I do, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, that Close friends. they have a, a real love that was disrupted by life by mm-hmm. Ben's addiction by the level of fame that they were living at by the the paparazzi culture that they were living in at the time and that the love was never the problem Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer they were never in love like no, there's nothing weren't. to rekindle here the love was fiction it was yeah. on a TV program they were two people who worked together in their first kind of like post college job who fancied each they other were they were not soulmates right yeah. and i just think I actually think we should just park this now and leave Jen to go away and make more episodes oh my of God. The Morning Show. I actually agree. I would like to never talk about Jennifer Aniston's love life ever again. Absolutely. In fact, we're not going to ever do it again on the show. And you know what? I think I maybe it's just me being a cynic and believing that like men should just be like left to one side and parked over there permanently anyway. <laughs> but like, I just think the image of her as this strong, independent woman who chooses great shows and makes great programs and is thriving is much more exciting to me than the thought of her finally kissing David Schwimmer. Cassie. I agree. Okay, we've got lots more to talk about. Beyonce has bees. Uh, a Broadway star has been fired from a production uh, over vaccines. And what is going on with Jesse and Little Mix? Stick around. Louise McSharry on 2FM. Well, we've got lots more to talk about when it comes to the celebs and their antics this week. And I am delighted to still be joined by Cassie Delaney, founder of Tall Tales Podcast Production. And Cass, there has been a development. So Broadway is reopening, mm-hmm. but one Broadway star has been fired. Yes. So a Broadway star called Laura Osnes has been fired from an upcoming production because she refused to get a vaccine. Mm. Um, So this is kind of part of a larger story that's sort of emerging at the moment, which is this sort of idea of no job, no job. Um, And this is something that like large corporations like Google and Facebook has said in the US that they won't allow employees back to the offices unless they're jabbed. Um, But yeah, she was properly removed from the production. um, But she actually said that she didn't believe in vaccines as a whole. So I think that that was kind of problematic. Mm. But the idea now that you can't return to work without your vaccine is causing a lot of upset across multiple industries, obviously, because, you know, you should be allowed to decide whether you believe in vaccines or not, or whether you, you know, choose to get vaxxed double vaxxed myself but um, it it kind of has sparked the human and the Equality and Human Rights Commission has had to come out and say that employers are right to protect their staff Mm. so it is fair to say that you can't have an unvaccinated person in the office but you have to do it in such a way that it's non-discriminatory and make sure that you have provisions for those who cannot get vaccinated for medical reasons which I think is fair and when you consider a Broadway production it's not just about the people who are on the stage it's about the audience coming in there's going to be so many moving parts and so many people involved you can't have somebody in there and you're singing which is like they say one of the 
kind of worst things you can do in terms mm-hmm. of spreading anything that you potentially have. Exactly. It's and really tricky because obviously no one no one denies that people should have bodily autonomy or that people have rights to make decisions about their bodies, but decisions have consequences. And, exactly. you know, I, I read a, an Instagram post this week from a musician who was saying, like, if you're coming to a gig, wear a mask. Like, we have all fought so hard to get back to gigs, to get back on the road. And Broadway has been closed for a long time. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to take any risk that could lead to shows being shut down and Broadway being shut down again. So, you know, it's yes, make a decision for yourself, but also you have to accept that there are consequences to those decisions. Absolutely. And when you consider someone like musicians or performers or singers, if they get COVID, they're probably going to be out of work for a really, really, Gone. really long time. Yeah. Um, now, Beyonce, I presume, has been vaccinated. Uh, I think I read that she has. Fingers crossed she has. <laughs> but anyway, she gave an interview to Harper's Bazaar, which never happens. She doesn't do interviews, mm-hmm. but she did because there's new Ivy Park clothing. And she said there's music on the way. Yeah, so she basically said that she had, this is great to hear. So she's been in the studio for the last year and a half and she's actually buzzing with her new music because she said buzzing. she's as excited as she was when she was nine years old. And that, you know, new music is coming. She's really, really, really excited about it, which is fantastic because that is what the world needs. A new Beyonce album, a new Adele album, please get on it. Um, And yeah, but basically she's been busy at home because she's got her 80,000 bees. Of course, of course she does. She's so busy with those bees. Yeah, which is so cute. She just lives the kind of dream life. Beyonce, it's just bees at home I imagine there's alpacas maybe chickens maybe something else I just love the thought of Beyonce in her little beekeeper's suit like growing her honey or whatever you do to get honey out of bees a thing of beauty Um, okay I did not expect to be talking about celebs and how often they shower and yet that's that's where we are because this week there was a lot of celebrity shower discourse yeah very (laughs) I mean totally unnecessary the celebrities have run out of things to tweet about but here we are so um, Jake Gyllenhaal basically said that he he finds bathing to be less necessary I don't know what I don't know what the comparison is maybe less necessary than when he was in puberty I don't know so it prompted Dwayne Johnson to come out and say that he actually showers three times a day. The Kutchers said that they don't shower their kids unless they can physically see dirt on them. (laughs) All in this sort of idea of like preserving water. I'm like, look, if you don't want to shower your kids, don't shower your kids. That's fine. Let's not make it about water conservation. Let's not try and say that it's a it's a environmental endeavour. But yeah, Dwayne Johnson has come out and been like, I have my three showers a day. Three showers seems excessive. It's so excessive. That man doesn't even have hair. Like, he's like, no need. I think he said he has one when he gets up and then he has one after his workout and then he has one before bed. Yeah. Like, I mean, what are you doing between your workout and bed that requires you to have another shower? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I do not have the insights of the life of The Rock, but um, I <laughs> Why can't not, imagine it's too tedious. <laughs> Why not? Like, um, okay, well, good to know. Anyway, we will watch that that story, developing story with interest. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, now, Jesse Nelson from Little Mix has been teasing new solo material. And there are some questions now kind of coming up about the dynamic between her and Little Mix. Mm, so I'm... I feel personally responsible for this because once I was on this show and I said that Little Mix are the greatest band of all time. I remember that. They are so united and you never hear rumours of one of them wanting to leave the band. Bam, Jesse Nelson left, right? So she, there's reports now of potential tension between her and the former girls or the, her former bandmates because her new music apparently sounds very similar to the Little Mix sound. Um and she obviously left Little Mix last December saying that it was because of her mental health. Um, but 
less than eight months later, she's gearing up to release solo music. So there is that kind of, did we get the full story back then? Was that true? It seems weird that you would claim the music industry is impacting your mental health really negatively and then go straight back into it, even as a solo artist. So it's the suggestion is there that the tension existed between the girls during the band. And I think that that's really disheartening to see. Um, But I will say, I listened to the teaser and I don't think that it's going to be the same. I think that I think that Jesse's going for a more kind of like R&B sort of club vibe. And I think that Little Mix do their pop. power. Yeah, they yeah. do pop. Unbelievable pop, pop masters yeah. and their lovely power ballads. And I think there's room for both. Well, I also think that I watched the documentary that Jesse made about online bullying mm-hmm. um, for, I think it was for the BBC. And what was clear to me in that it, and and this is the, a possible explanation I can come up with, which would mean that there isn't necessarily tension, is that she was constantly compared mm-hmm. to the other girls in the group. And so I can see that making music as an individual and presenting yourself as an individual might be less taxing or you might think might produce less kind of online harassment or general harassment than having to stand beside three other girls when you have been considered, and I'm quoting people, horrible people online who talked about her since mm-hmm. she was 16, you know, the ugly one, the fat one, the whatever, she's none of those things. Um, you know, so maybe that's it. Maybe it's more comfortable for her to make music on her own. Yeah, I think I think that that is it. I think that the comparison between the other girls is the, is the kind of big cincher that has been really negatively impacting her mental health. I would like to see her jump into that more mm-hmm. like I think that she has the capacity to really articulate how she's feeling like that documentary was fantastic mm-hmm. and I think that she has the potential to really disrupt the music industry by talking about it and talking about that comparison and talking about behaviour online and, and all in all the ways the music industry mm-hmm. negatively impacts women um, so I wish that she had maybe delved into it a little bit more rather than saying I'm going to pull myself away and yeah. now the suggestion is that she wasn't supported by the other three girls, but yeah. the three girls are in some way responsible for it. But that kind of doesn't ring true for me because I remember very shortly before she left the band, they were to do a performance in the live lounge. Why do I know all this, guys? I cannot explain it. They were to do a performance in the li- in the live lounge in BBC Radio 1. And at the last minute, Jessie had a panic attack and the girls stepped in. And she posted saying... Um, this is what happened. I had a panic mm-hmm. attack and the girls were amazing. They all stepped in. They took over. They did a brilliant job. Like, how amazing were they? And then she said, this is this is what it sounded like in rehearsal. And they managed to just pull it together at the last yeah. minute. So I feel like you couldn't possibly be, you know, one week being so grateful that your bandmates are supporting you in such a great way, unless it's, I suppose pretend or like yeah, you're just putting you know, on a I show mean, the, I mean we're obviously the, the stories are breaking through like tabloid news or whatever but yeah so we don't really we I don't mean, really we don't know. know we're taking it all with a pinch of salt but yeah. there, there has it has been stated that all uh, conversation between the girls is now being conducted through lawyers oh, as well gosh. which I think is really I just, a shame I just don't want that to be the case I no, just don't I just want, want it to want be. Little Mix to be back together. Yes. I want the celebrities to be showering regularly. I just want Beyonce and her bees to be happy. Yes. And yeah, I just want happy harmony. Things. Happy harmony. things in the world. Yeah. Well, Cassie Delaney, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you? I am all over the internet at Cassie Lorraine. Wonderful. And she is, of course, the founder of Tall Tales Podcast Production. Cassie, have a great one. You too. Louise McSherry on 2FM.